Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello and welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. I'm Chris. I'm Gordon. And I'm Phil. Oh. Well, there we go. The In three, of us, three of us back together again. <laughs> Lovely to have you with us on this, our Lucky 7 program. Yes, it is, isn't it? It's amazing how long this program has been going. Now, though, when it? we say that, it's not show number 77 or show 7, it's 777, yes. which is a bit spooky sometimes. Very spooky, as Dame Edna used to say. Been there, done that is Joy's history program. Well, we've sort of made it our history program as well, because there's lots of events that happen in the world that affect our lives, either directly as members of the ordinary community or as part of the gay community. Mm. And in today's show, we'll be talking about some events like the forthcoming results of the yes vote uh, we'll be also interviewing having a chat with the lovely Kransky sisters who come onto our show occasionally with our lead introduction hello then we're going to be talking about a couple of events that have happened in that den of iniquity hollywood they're having S- a few things over there aren't they scandal at the moment ridden. scandal ridden oh, yes and it's ever been that way it would seem And then we will have a little bit of a a celebration of some people's birthdays, some gay people's birthdays, and lots of other little pieces of trivia. Mm -hmm. But 777, all the sevens. But that's an interesting number because seven is an interesting number because they've just about proved that if you ask anybody what their most popular odd number is, they will usually say seven. But then again, that is subliminally put in our brains isn't it because there's seven days of the week there's uh, the seven appears very regularly all through the whole of our existence oh yes but i suppose 12 gets a bit of a guernsey oh, as not well much, not much 12 as seven. months of the year seven deadly sins the seven deadly sins seven days of the week seven, seven dwarves, dwarves. <laughs> seven there's seven is is a, a number that will pop into your head that's very even, quickly. There's even seven notes on the musical scale. That's right. The eighth note is the first one repeated. That's right. And I remember from... The octave, oct being eight. eight. Mm. From watching TV in the 60s, you'd watch Tell the Truth, and they'd say, this would be on seven, at seven, seven days from now. <laughs> at the oh. end of the show. Right, yeah. well, you can't say that anymore. You... Well, the show's not on. Uh, oh, oh, that as well. That's right. Of course, um, there's seven seas and the seven, seven continents. and the seven continents. You see, so seven is a very – it's one of those numbers that are in your brain. You don't yeah. realise it's there. 007? Yes. Would he have made it as 008? Probably not because he would have been – Even. Uh, yeah. Not as odd as he was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
So uh, it's a, it's an interesting number when you come to think of it. But um, yeah, seven seven seven. Seven brides for seven brothers. Yes, that was a great movie written by Lerner and Lowe. I think it was. Wasn't Probably it? was. Yes. Yeah, well, I think so. No. I'm not sure. And uh, Sinbad the Sailor, he had seven voyages. That's right. And Is Shakespeare, he he had the seven ages of man. man. Yes, that's right. I mean, I know one and seven are almost the same. Yes. It's the... Um, the mewling, puking baby. <laughs> yes, and then uh, by the end of your life, uh, uh, sans hair, sans teeth, sans eyes, sans everything, sans everything. Exactly. Uh, yep. And reduced to a blubbering, mewling, puking mess. <laughs> oh, sounds charming. Um, you're talking about people in sand. The ancient Babylonians, their most meaningful number was 60, which is why we have 60 minutes and 60 seconds. The Babylonians. Yes. Goes right back. The, the, the numbers wow. go right back for centuries, of course. Wow. And it's, if you read up the history of numbers, it's quite interesting because sometimes I've had to look up Wikipedia for a number of different things and they, they will you start going back into the number situation where it was actually numbering was invented in um, India and then transposed back over into the Middle East area mm. there and then it came into Turkey and then it sort of went on. And the numbering system we use That's now. why I liked working with computers. Because you only had to remember two numbers. Zero and one. Yeah. Mm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have our 777th show. But it's more important uh, that we're coming up to one of these one and zero events. Mm-hmm. The survey... The yes. The, the yay or nay. Mm. Yes. Well, yes. let's hope it's yay. Well, it, it, it's according to some of the um, um, what's the name of the surveys. Pol- polling surveys. It's it's around about sixty to forty, but there's the one group that have said that they have been polling the tweets that people have been making, and there's been more tweets for the no than for the yes, yeah. and they're the people that. Or, forecast the end of the Trump election, the Brexit election, the last uh, federal election here in Australia when everybody was sort of saying it was the other way around. Yeah, but so what's happened, of course, is that um, in tweeting or any of the electronic modern social contact devices, you can keep changing your mind. Yeah, well, Whereas having put your mark on the piece of paper, it's gone in. Yeah, but a lot of people, when they were queried, of course, they do say that a lot of people um, sort of lie. They they will tell you what the opposite of actually what they voted. Oh, they want to swing the stats. Yeah. Well, there's a, a I guess a a trend now when you're exit polled that you tell them the opposite of how you voted. Exactly. Yeah. Just to screw up the system. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is quite nice. Yeah, mm. but we don't want it to be happening on Wednesday when the results come through. No, well, in fact, in lots of ways, it's been a fairly civilised uh, discussion around. There's been the extremes on the edges, there's but be- also there's been some consequences, lots of bad consequences for those of the younger generation who are, as it were, having to relive the tough times that we all went through. I'm not blaming them, but they don't know how to handle it. We, uh, who have been around for 40, 50 years or so, uh, have had a lifetime to get over the slings and arrows. But having it dumped on you, um, as some of those aunties have been, 
has been rather tough for the, long, but, but, the younger generation. But it, not, not, it hasn't only been the younger generation because I was watching a program on television the other night and two, the, uh, Deborah Cheatham was on. She's the mm. great um, opera singer, Aboriginal opera singer, Indigenous opera singer, I should say. And a guy from the Australian newspaper, and I didn't realise that he was a, a, one of our community, a gay man. And they were both saying how they were so distressed about all the things that have been said about us yeah. in the papers and in the press and on the television and well, on the radio. Well, of course, so those pe- people with the, the weird opinions are basically representing the closed-mind straight community and certainly they're noisy. But yes, they don't have a consideration for our view of the world, our view from which outside. Is, which is why this whole thing is unreasonable. Yeah. Because those people are being polled on our future mm. and our civil rights. We don't get any say in theirs. Yes, because yeah. I tell you now, there's a whole lot of people out there should not be breeding. That's right, because if you, it's this, we, we, we come from straight marriages, let's face it. Yeah, but you're right. The, there should be a, a license to breed. Yes. Oh, well, you need it for dogs. Yeah, yeah. You but have, anybody can have a baby. Yeah, yes, horses mm. get gelded, yes. Mm. That's right. Oh, ah. Instead of cats and dogs. Started. Yes. But it's it, it, it's just it, it the um in the paper there was a, a a survey that was done or some talk about the young people accept accept going into the um psychiatrist people, you know, about mm-hmm. because they they're having this problem with what they've been hearing about themselves had risen 40%. Wow. On on the normal intake or uptake of, of people mm. that were calling these um, places, services. yeah, and um, they, they these services are being stretched financially. Well, uh, I know, and they're asking for the government for more money to mm. sort of cover for what they've done with this stupid bloody vote. Mm. Let's well, face it. I think t- uh, last Monday, uh, the state government said they're going to put a bit more money into the support services because mm. of the repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and they did sort of mention that the there should be no gloating about who won or how many votes you got and all mm. the rest of it because that is only going to as, uh, make it worse for the younger people. Yeah, you know. So if in fact it's a no vote, uh, the fight doesn't end here. Oh no, no, the fight won't end if it's a no vote. But because the um, the opposition have said if they become government and they, nothing goes through, they will be making sure that there is a, an Equal Marriage Act go through in the first 100 days. And just to quote from early on in the campaign, it's non-binding. That's the trouble. So it's also a non-binding no vote. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but no, they don't, believe, they don't believe that. They, the, the way that the, um, the, right, the, the conservative in, in the government depart, the government are saying that they're going to have 100, 100 amendments to any bill that comes through. Yeah. And so that it's just going to be spent hours of just knocking down the, no, uh, well, the of voting against it. A you know. lot of the discrimination aspects can also already and have already been taken up in the specific discrimination bills mm. which stand on their own. That's right. And that's what they're going to fall back on. Mm. Mm. So there we are. But oh. it's going to be interesting to see what has happened anyhow it because is. it's it's going to affect a lot of people's lives if there's a yes vote and and or even the no people are going to be affected because they'll be absolutely shattered because they didn't win. If you need support, call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or switchboard 1800 184 527. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station Joy 94.9.
You're with Phil Gordon and Chris. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. We have got a little interview coming up shortly about, or from the Kransky sisters. They uh, popped into the studios uh, during the week and I grabbed them, I cornered them in a little room and they hadn't been here for quite some years and it was lovely to meet them. And I said, have you got five minutes you can spare to have a chat with us? And they said they could, but they're having a concert soon. Gordon, can you tell us something about the Kranskys? Well, the Kranskys, we um, we interviewed them many, many years ago on this program, as I remember, and they were absolutely wonderful women. But they, they, they're a family of women that come from Esk. In South Queensland. <laughs> it's, it's a quiet town in the middle of southeast Queensland. And the Kranskys have taken a break from tending ants, knitting egg warmers, and hanging out cane toad skins to dry to travel around the country performing their new show. And a very Kransky Christmas is coming to Melbourne very soon. I tell you what, if you want a good laugh, go, go and watch the Kranskys. They, they, we haven't seen them for a long, long time. They, they must have had a lot of uh, cane toad skins to try, I think, <laughs> because they've been, been, uh, they haven't been very busy on the circuit for a while. They used to appear a lot on Spicks and Specks, yep. which is where I first saw them. I know I've heard them previously, but they are such a sight to see. <laughs> I don't want to use the word scary, but that does come to mind. <laughs> Maud was sitting where you are now, Phil, and yeah. I was sitting here, and she's actually quite a very beautiful woman. Without all that weird hairdo and all the rest well, of it, the monochrome makeup. Yes, and they were quite delightful as well. They're lovely women. Well, living in the isolation of Esk as they do, mm-hmm. they actually represent the small town isolation, the the narrow interests that they have, the view on the world that they have, and. Their family is rather dysfunctional as well. And all these sort of little stories are told to us during their performances. But they've also learnt music and they play music with a various weird collection of instruments. Well, there's a, a saw, as in a saw saw. That's right. Yes. Yeah, it's just ordinary which, saw that they play. Which yeah. I guess is, is not widely used, but it's it's quite a gimmicky yes. instrument. But... Um, they play the toilet brush, which I'm sure we all do at some point in our career. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a very old accordion, very old. Well, it's a, what's it, reed keyboard. A reed, reed keyboard or whatever it yeah. is, yeah. But yeah. when they play, they go into this almost trance mode. They're so serious and so dedicated to their art. Mm. They can be quite chatty, mm. as we'll find out in the interview. But when they're playing, it's like they become... Something animatronic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they travel around the country in their nineteen sixties Morris Major sedan car. Yes, and they they keep that on the road so so they can put all their musical instruments in it. The songs that they play are rather weird and wonderful as well. Uh, Nutbush City Limits. Uh, There's only one version. Yes. No, there's two two. versions. Once you've heard the Kransky's version, Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll never think of Tina Turner again. <laughs> You'll only think of the Kranskys. Yeah. Yes, yes. But, but they're, they're wonderful entertainment and very, very funny. Underneath all the, the comedy that they sort of bring forward, is it's quite dark. 
Oh, yes. Is, there's this underlying darkness about what they're talking about. If you listen carefully to what they say and the way the way they do the music, it's very dark. It is not light and bright and cheery. It is quite dark. But it's, it's very dry humour, which is oh, why yeah. it works on me. Yeah. And they're seemingly unaware of their humorous side. But they're making sure that they do it. And oh, it becomes it's a very, very, very smart clever act. act. Yes. Yeah, very clever. They're very talented women, the way they do it. So let's hear from the Kranskys. It certainly is. The Kransky sisters on Joy 94.9, alive in the studio. We've got Morn, Eve and Dawn. Welcome back to Joy. Hello Hello there, Chris. Chris. It's nice to be here again. again. That's, That's two voices only. Yes, well, our sister Dawn hasn't spoken since our mother left with her father. The two brothers never spoke again. Oh, what a crazy mixed-up situation that is. Well, never mind, Chris. We're all odd socks, aren't we, in the great washing machine of life, you know? Oh, what a wonderful concept. <laughs> There's a few odd socks in my drawers. I'm. Oh, no, I can't say that on air, can I? Oh, why not? Which drawers are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> I should... Yes, I should behave myself. You're the ones with the interesting stories. Shorts. Oh, yes. yes. Yes, indeed. Um, welcome back to the studios, and we've enjoyed nine years ago, uh, but since then there's a new generation have come to discover your musical talents. And you're coming to do a Christmas show for us here That's in Melbourne. Right, yes, we're going to be at the Alex Theatre from the 20th of November to the 26th of November, and that's in Fitzroy Street, St Kilda. Oh, how old, very convenient. The old George Cinema. That's right, the old George Cinema. It's opposite the old station, you know. Oh, it's right. called A Very Kransky Christmas. Christmas. Yes, it's, yes, it's a pre-Christmas, uh, you know, delight. And, well, any time is a nice time for a party, isn't it? Oh, I you do know. enjoy a party. Yes, Indeed. and it's across the road from there. It's a lovely theatre, very comfortable, and uh, we're very, uh, very glad nice. to come and uh, do a show there near the water in lovely St Kilda. Well, I think it's rather wonderful for the people of Melbourne to have your style of Christmas. Oh, now, how are you going to treat us this year? Well, we've got a lot of lovely uh, songs and stories in our uh, concert, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be telling you a lot of uh, you know the lovely stories and and things that have happened to us, of course, and a bit about our background and our family life and the way we used to celebrate our Christmases at home. Uh, now it's nice, of course, because now we can celebrate Christmas with everybody else. Uh, you know, we um, up until this uh, concert that we do now, uh, we only ever celebrated Christmas by ourselves. Right, and uh, and anyway, we're also bringing some lovely songs that we've learned, some new ones, even some modern songs. Oh, yes, we've learned songs by Daft Punk, yeah. Sia, Sia, yes, Gautier, no, Gautier, 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 I'm not the sure. Lady, yes, the, the lady, lady, a Lady Gargoyle, yes. yes. And uh, we have also a song by the man who dances like a horse, or with a horse or something. Yes, yes. And uh, someone told us he does that. He's from an Asian country. Yes. Ooh. Abba, yes. Abba? Abba, yes. And uh, June Carter Cash, uh, Johnny Cash's wife. Uh, and uh, uh, we have a song uh, by uh, a song actually that was sung. It's a disco song sung by a band called Eruption that was actually written by Neil Sedaka, of all people. Oh. Yes, you would be surprised. 
I would be surprised, yes. And uh, Dawn has just reminded me of writing it down. We have songs by Santa Claus himself. And yes, we do. Yes. Now, I haven't heard of Santa Claus's song. Yes, well, probably might be best, you know, because they're quite scary, you know. He sees you while you're sleeping. Oh, that's a bit spooky in itself. He knows when you're shouting and crying. You know, his his eyes are everywhere. You know, you have to be so careful. It haunted us, isn't it, that song? yes. Yes. We do like to sing it, though. Well... That would be wonderful to hear. And I see you've brought along your violin, your ins- no, your violin sword. bow. Yes. But that's actually for your musical saw. Yes. Eve has yes. Uh, plays the saw since she was uh, six. Our father gave it to her uh, after he finished his carpentry jobs. And uh, why don't you do that song we do in the silent moment? Will I know? do a, a very uh, quick version? Yes, a little quick version of uh, that one. Yes, it's yes, it is. Oh, it's beautiful. It's very nice, isn't it? Oh, it's so delicately played. Yes, yes, very delicate. Yes, yes. And it sounds like a howling, you know, bird, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. Or a wolf with a sore throat. Now, where did you learn all your music from, your musical instruments? Well, uh, we learned our instruments uh, quite young. Uh, Eve and I uh, played, uh, I used to play at home, you know. Uh, uh, it was a nice thing to do, you know, to escape our chores. Uh, mine was to siphon the thunderbox into the vegetable garden. And oh. Eve had to clean out. <laughs> boil the sheets. Boil the sheets for the, uh, but, yes. uh, in the boiler. But, uh, but we used to play in, uh, Eve had the saw and I had an old beaten up guitar that was given to me by a neighbour and we'd play along to the songs on the wireless and then of course Dawn's father sent her to Tafe to Woomba. She got a formal education in the tuba. We didn't get an education. We taught ourselves. Self-taught. Now it's sad that we can't hear the tuba at the moment. It's rather a large instrument. Yes, it wouldn't fit uh, in the Morris because we had the meat safe in the back with the lamb chops. Oh right, yes of course. But you will be featuring that at the concert? Oh, yes. Yes. We'll have the tuba, the musical saw, uh, the keyboard, the old 1960s reed keyboard, uh, the guitar, a kitchen pot, grater, toilet toilet brush, brush, uh, rice shaker and tambourines, yes. Listener, if you haven't ever seen the Kranskys in action, you should come along and see this. You don't feature on the TV of late. No, uh, we used to be on those flashing light boxes, didn't we, in the old days? Yes. But uh, we haven't been on for a long time, yes. We've been too busy, you know, in Esk. But we have been making a little... Some, yes, some we've made some cooking. films, yes. They're on the some Facebook cooking. that Mrs Boyle made us next yes, door, yes. That's recipes. Yes. You can see our recipes on Christmas the Facebook sausage. page. Oh. Yes. How to make a Christmas sausage, how to save pennies at Christmas, and, and how to, and how make, to make a good make cup of tea... Yes. yes, and porridge. And porridge is coming. Yes. <laughs> the Kranskys are going to be, as I said, on the 20th to the 26th of November at Alex Theatre in Fitzroy Street, St Kilda. And the best place to go and find all about the Kranskys is on your webpage. That's right, yes. yes. Uh, the Kranskys You're very sisters modern with dot that. Com. Dot a. No, no, just, no, just dot, com. dot com. That's right, yes. yes. Kranskys sisters. 
Com. That's great. Yes. Wow. We're, we're going around. In fact, we'll Not be in Castlemaine as well on uh, after Melbourne. We'll be in Castlemaine on, the, I think it's the 12th. And then the 19th, we're going to Geelong. So if you know anybody out there, yeah. oh. uh, we'll be away. And then, of course, we, we can look on our website and see that we're going all over all the shop into Tasmania and places. Yes. And oh, but, but Melbourne is uh, a real treat because we are so looking forward to you know wading in the water down there and in our daytimes off and then sharing our lovely show uh, with the lovely people of Melbourne in the night time, you know. Yes. Well, we are looking forward to this treat, our pre-Christmas Christmas treat. This so, once again, thank you, Kranskis, for coming in and seeing us. Lovely to have you in town with us. Thank, thank you, dear. You, thank you, Chris. Lovely yes. to see you again. Bye yes. now. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you. to a Joycast from GLB, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. You're on Joy 94.9. Gordon, Phil and Chris, been there, done that. Thanks for being with us. Well, I'm sorry the Kranskis have spooked me out. Santa Claus is coming to town. Is I hope that he is kind to me. Like well, he's supposed to be kind to everybody. Well, it's only, what, uh, five weeks or something rather to Christmas, isn't there? And there's oh, a thank you for being unkind. There's a cranksy <laughs> somewhere still saying, Christmas, Chris, Christmas, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Just quietly under her breath. Uh, but anyhow. Well, there's been a few scandals in Hollywood of recent times, and mm-hmm. certainly the Kranskys wouldn't have any scandals amongst uh, about them, I don't think. Somebody would have been hit with the face with the, wash, with the toilet brush, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, but it's been pretty terrible when you've been reading about what the poor, what women have been putting up with. In Hollywood, in Hollywood yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah, and men, as few men as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. So it's it's and been the, a bit nasty. And... Whilst there's been some serial offenders, there's been the odd one or two events that have been reported from most anybody and everybody that, you know, loose hands, uh, 
Oh, look, it's just awful. Look, they, you've, you've got to start when children are young to teach them respect about people's way of life and what they should do. The same with us. They should respect the way we live because we don't do anything to upset the way they live. And but it's, 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 the, it's the thing that with um, people being um, denigrated or made to feel less of themselves because these idiots, these people that are in power that want to um, control everything. But it's the old story, power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts, corrupts absolutely. Yeah, and these people either believe they have the right to treat people with disrespect. Yeah, well, that's the bottom well, line, yeah. let's generalise, I suppose. Film directors and producers and authors really are trying to manipulate the actors into being a particular person they're not. You know, they're adopting the character out of the book uh, or the storyline. And mm. I suppose they think they are Svengali's, that they are controlling those people, and therefore part of that control is controlling them off the stage. But usually, uh, Chris, the, the, the bedroom. these people are, um, the people that go to these controlling people are being going there to audition for a part or something or other and they the the uh, producer or director or whoever it is that they're going to see feels that they have the power to give them the job so therefore that person has to give the director whatever he is uh, right to do what he wants to do which is totally and utterly wrong it's just just not there but then again you can go back in in years to manipulation of hollywood stars oh Oh, yes. Uh, Even our own Dorothy was manipulated, Judy Garland, by by drugs. That's right, yeah. Speed her up, slow her down. That's right. But then I'm thinking of one that was manipulated very, very well, which was um, one of of our community. Well, I'm sure there's actually plenty of... (laughs) It probably is, but one of them stands out, really, because there was he and his his mate. Ah, right. You're talking about... George Nader, I yes, might George Nader. imagine. George Nader and his mate. His mate was Rockery Hudson. Yes. Sorry, Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson and or George. Or in the uh, Flintstones, he was Rockery Hudpeck. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yes. You can't be specific. Well, but it was very generic it, in the Stone Age. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they were both gay um, actors. They were, they were homosexual actors. And um, Rock Hudson had just made his... Uh, film debut in Magnificent Magnificent Obsession, yeah. which turned him into a star. And George Nader was basically left behind. Well, they were buddies on the set. Yeah. But then they were both, as you said, gay men. But they both had stunning physiques and... Decent looks. Decent looks and charisma to spare. That's right. Um, mm. You say decent looks, I say hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing was that Rock Hudson was going to be the big star. And, and so the studio decided, well... But he was photographed in a compromising situation. Yeah. And the confidential magazine was going to expose it. As a homosexual. Well, yes. Because gay right. wasn't out that's as a right. word in those days. But the studio said, well, um, we'll give you George Nader as a homosexual as long as you leave Rock Hudson alone and paid them out in cash, or paid, paid out a sum of cash to this confidential magazine. So that uh, Rock Hudson's star rose in the ascendancy and George Nader didn't do anything basically after that. He, they ruined his career. They certainly did. Mm. But 
it didn't actually break up their relationship. No, it didn't, which was wonderful. Um, Rock and George were, were buddies, but George, in fact, he had his uh, own partner. Yes, Mark Miller. Mark Miller. And Mark Miller was actually Rock Hudson's secretary. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, okay. What a tangled web. Yes, tangled but, but web. They, they, all stayed, they stayed close. They, they, but Rock Hudson said that he, that he and uh, George Nader never had sex together. They, never, they were just great mates. Yeah. And um, the point was that when Rock Hudson was dying of um, AIDS-related illnesses, it was George Nader and Mark Miller that looked after him. Wow. Yes, so they, they did stay great friends right the way through to the end. And um, in Rock Hudson's will, he left a fair amount of his estate to George Nader. Mm. Mm. There you go. The uh, the industry couldn't break that nexus. No, no. But luckily for George, he actually uh, left Hollywood, left the US. He ended up being a film star in Germany, mm, mm. of all places, yeah. and uh, did eight films there. So he his career um, but, wasn't tainted. No, but he did have to stop. Because he was in a car accident, and it affected his eyesight. He had acute retinitis, oh, yeah. and he could not stand the lights of the of the uh, set on mm. his eyes. So he basically had to give up being a film star, mm. which wow. he, which was pretty sad, really. He ended up being an author, and he wrote mm. a popular science fiction novel entitled Chrome in mm. 1978, which later be on, became a web browser. <laughs> oh, no, 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 hold on. Oh, by uh, name only. By name only, yeah. And in this particular novel, uh, two gay men were the principal characters. Mm. So mm. there, More go yes. and have a look for that book if you're interested yeah. in it. Write what you know. Oh, well, yeah, indeed. Well, if you, write, the, if you write, write your own experiences, you can always make a bestseller out of it. Most of the time. Oh, yeah. But that's, that shows you that those, those sort of studio influences was so huge in right mm. throughout the industry that even then they were able to destroy one man's career and build the other. Mm. Yeah. Rock Hudson was born on the 17th of November, 1925. Mm. So mm. they were. But someone who died in the early November, 1975, was Pierre Paolo Pasolini. Pasolini. He was now, a strange was, man. Yes, well, and his films were as well. <laughs> um, Italian film director, poet, writer, actor and painter. He was a controversial figure who was at the centre of post-war European intellectual life. He was involved in 33 trials relating to scandals, censure and assorted controversies. He was also a defiant homosexual, a visionary artist, a Catholic who was tried for insulting the church and a non-aligned leftist. So he had a very interesting life. Busy life indeed. Busy, busy life indeed. But he favoured scandal in going against the tide, and he had a willingness to shock. He was, a, he was born in uh, March of, the, of, of 22. 22, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which but I can understand why he did all that, yeah. In uh, 1960s, he began writing plays whilst he was dabbling in filmmaking, but it's for his films that he's remembered today. Now, which film? Salo, The 120 Days of Sodom. Yes, that was a very interesting movie, if you've ever seen it. I don't, they, they had it out, but it was only shown in a very, very short season at um, one of the, uh, the, the smaller, smaller theatres, yeah. 
And it was a film that depicted the Marquis de Sade's compendium of sexual horrors. So certainly he had a perfect vehicle to shock people with Marquis de Sade's stories. But also it, it enabled a lot of sexual tensions to be presented on film. And I don't know whether that was good or bad. but uh, just similar, similar to his life, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else uh, who uh, sadly passed away around about this time, 15th of November 1991, was Jacques Morali, the French music producer. He promoted the Ritchie family, mm-hmm. some uh, three or four women That's who right. sang together as a, a troupe, uh, and also this group of five guys. He got the inspiration for that in a bar in America where the gay men met and they were all dressed up oh, in because different... because Jacques Morelli himself was gay, yes. Yes, that's right, yeah. And they and he saw the different costumes that these men were wearing that was sort of oh. de rigueur, the, the fleece shirts and the jeans and there was the... It was the... Um, the imagery imagery that the, these the guys were prom- promoting about themselves, you know the yeah you, the you machos. Could, and Morali saw this in the thing and he decided that it would make a great uh, look for a group and he found a group and he had the music that actually pushed them to fame and fortune mm. and him as well. Yes, and now we're talking we're talking about the, the village the people. village people. Yes, but the original village people. We're talking well, about. Well, that's yes. right because another Hollywood scandal. Uh, there is pride and there is greed in Hollywood and mm. the replica village peoples. Somebody somebody bought their name, didn't they, Phil? Is that Yeah, that and uh, through various paper. disagreements, they're basically all of the original cast, for want of a better word, have left the franchise. So we're not too sure who will be touring Australia yeah, yeah, but in the coming months. Coming out as the village people, yeah. Well, let's hear something from the village people. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. You have been there, done that, Joy 94.9. Phil, Chris and Gordon. Hasn't the weather been fun? Oh, those <laughs> last few days, Sunday, mm. Monday and Tuesday. Beautiful garden weather. that we've never had since last summer. No, no, no. We had a few, <laughs> we had a few hot days a few weeks ago. It was oh. up to 28. Then we forgot how to do it. Yeah, and because I was, I had to wait until the sun went down a little bit to get out in the garden because it was too hot. The old body wouldn't stand it. Well, my martyrs are loving this are they? weather. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah but well, which, which weather are we talking about? Weather the, the hot, shit. Hot in the weather, Simpsons, weather. Lisa Simpson went to a spelling bee. Oh yeah. And they were trying to kick her out in favour of this cute little boy. So they asked her to spell weather. And she said, can I have it in a sentence? And the host says, yes, I don't know whether the weather is going to be good today. <laughs> and, of course, whichever one she spelt, it was wrong. Let's talk about spelling bees here in Australia. And an Asian girl won it. She had to spell some, I think she had to spell endeavour. She spelled it correctly, so she won. She was the yeah. last one standing. Now, that's very interesting because that's one of the words that might have ended up in O-U-R. That's right. As Labour is O-U-R, except when it's spelled a political, O-R. A political party with a label, yeah. yes. And American shortened phonetics changes the spelling of quite a few words yes. as well. Travelling, loses one L. Uh, or cancelling does, and counsellor does, they lose the L. Yeah. And, uh, so it's just so if you're going to have a spelling competition, you've got to know you're Australian or English from your American English. 
English. I think that these things do, uh, in, in the Australian one does Australian English, Australian British uh, English, mm. not American. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyone who's played Wheel of Fortune knows you have to buy a vowel. So these letters cost money. Do they? Oh. Yeah. You can't just double up on things because no, you want to. Exactly. So the other thing is if you've got a word processing application on your pootar that underlines or self-corrects words, make sure you've got the Australian dictionary or the British English. When I was on the tram this morning, there were a whole group of girls going down to the beach at St Mm -hmm. Kilda. They must have been students that have finished their exams and were going down to the beach. And uh, it reminded me about Manly, how in Manly they didn't have the... um, they weren't allowed to swim in the daylight or something or other, wasn't it? This was back in 1903 on the 2nd of November. Uh, the Manly Council in New South Wales rescinded its bylaw, cancelled it out, which prohibited daylight hours swimming because basically swimming was a non-clothing event. Mm. So that's what if you could swim in the dark, people couldn't see your giblets. Oh, but right. then... They said, okay, if you want to swim in the daylight hours, you've got to have swimming costumes. And neck so to what knee. happened? Made out of itchy wool. Mm, I can remember my first set of bathers was wool. <gasps> God, they never dried. No. <laughs> they were shockers. And yeah. they scratched. And, yeah. of course, they were form-fitting. They were pretty ugly. <laughs> Much like on sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'm a, I hope that your girls didn't actually try and go swimming they, on that particular trip. Uh, the water needs to warm up, and it needs about three months in Melbourne to warm up so you can exactly. go in without yeah. losing your manhood or That's whatever. That's right, yes. But on this day also, or around about this time, the 17th of November, 1869, the Suez Canal was formally opened, that, joining the Red Sea and the Mediterranean. And that proved a huge boost to Australia's immigration from Britain and Europe because they would could go through the Suez Canal and not have to go right down and past Africa around the bottom and come across with the um, from across the bottom of the Indian well, Ocean. Well, not only immigration, it meant that there was trade. Trade in, was easier too. In both too. directions because yep. yep. we were sending wool and meat and wheat yep. to Europe and, and getting and frozen <laughs> food as well, yeah, which yeah, was. Yeah. Which, which um, I'm not sure whether you know that there was a guy in Geelong invented the way to take frozen food to England in sailing ship. It was on this day, but I'm not sure what year was the first ship to pass through the Panama Canal, only many years later, of course. People should remember that these two canals uh, joined two major seas, mm. two separately. Yeah, yeah. But nature didn't do it. Man had to actually go in it dig the yeah. canal out of the rocks at Panama. Yeah, that was and, a very hard one to do. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I think the Suez Canal was a little bit easier. There was a canal there originally. It was held back by a wooden posts, and it fell in because there was no... Um, people didn't take care of it or and something Of course, or other. the boats yeah, the Egyptians had would have only been small canoe or... Well, well they had small boats and yeah, everything, but they yeah. had... It was... Um, but it had to be the dug sand, out. The sand was blowing around and everything, and it just it filled in the oh, filled yeah. in the canal because they didn't dig it out. Oh, if you get sand in your swimmers, that can be a bit oh, scratchy too. Worse than the wool. <laughs> <laughs> Sandpaper. On the 29th of October 1929, a date that will go down in infamy, well, it was the Wall Street plunge when the stock market, the bottom fell out of it and there was about six or eight years of Great Depression Mm. when 
industry couldn't get going. There was no money around. People were unemployed. It was a very, very depressed time. But you know and what helped to finish it, don't you? Well, that's you're going to tell me, aren't you? The start of World War Two. And hasn't that always been the way that mm. people, industrialists, say we need a war to get our factories going again? Mm. It's not a particular good way to do it. But no. mm. But of course, we go through these cycles with uh, with um, think we had the uh, global financial crisis, which was Recently. actually was which was actually basically a depression too, because mm. everybody lost their money and all the rest of it. But it was a little better managed. In fact, here in Australia, our politicians started uh, creating jobs or creating work that the government put its money in mm. uh, because the factories and the, the rich people that owned them, the oligarchs, uh, they weren't able to provide the money. No, it was Kevin Rudd that decided to give the, um, yeah. the, 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 the house bats, which kept people working, kept people going. You got... Bats in bats your, your belfry. Oh, I've got bats in my belfry. Had them for years. <laughs> yeah, we can hear the rattle. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but was it was Bart Simpson who last called for a war. All oh, right. They were in a, a a bookstore which sells coffee, which I won't name, and um, there were a whole bunch of hipsters there, you know, overqualified and unemployed. And he says, "We need a war to thin out their numbers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, never was the, a truer word spoken. That's of true. course. But there's another thing that happened on this day in 1920, uh, Chris. Busy day. It was. It was. It was. Um, it was the founding of Qantas. Oh right. Yes, that was that was founded in one day this week. I think it was the 17th or something. Yeah. Right? That was Queensland Qantas. and Northern Territory Air, Air Services. Aerial Service. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's and of course we uh, have a one of our community who is the. Big boss of uh, Qantas at the moment, Alan Joyce. Alan Joyce, and he—he's got big deep pockets. He did because he put a million dollars in towards the um, the Yes campaign. He did indeed, and got a pie in the face for it. <laughs> but the pie was free, was it? Oh, yeah, right. didn't have to pay for it. No, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's that could bring you up to another thing about these people that abuse um, those people are like in those positions, like those people that uh, abused Dastiari and the thing. Mm. You know, it just. You get these people that just can't see that other people have a right to say something or be something. It's quite often the way you say or carry your argument. Mm. In fact, you Mm. can carry your argument with logic and reason and a soft voice much better than you can with screaming your head off and being aggressive. That's what the the way Dastiari handled it, very quietly and very nicely, actually. Oh, look at the time. It's time for us us to to go. go. Oh, dear. That hour went well. Thanks for being with us. If we should discuss something that you'd like to hear about, please drop us an email. At beanthere at joy.org.au Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. We'll acknowledge your little messages and see the best we can do. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.